Welcome to Thrive, Transformative Strategies for the New Year, the CLA Virtual Conference poised to redefine your approach to success. Today, we unite under the banner of innovation, ready to forge new paths in personal and professional growth. Each speaker today brings unique insights to propel us forward. Get ready to explore innovative strategies that will enhance your growth journey in 2024. Woohoo! It has been a fantastic start, and we are only just beginning the day as there are so many incredible presenters here. I am super pumped to be here at Thrive, so much so that I want you all to stand up. Yes, I know we are on Zoom, but I want you all to stand up, okay? Stand up and give yourself a round of applause. That's right, give yourself a round of applause. Woohoo! Give yourself a round of applause. Yes, you did it. You did it. Congratulations. All right. Now, I know that uh I know that that may sound funny because we are on Zoom, but but just indulge me. Indulge me if you will because I've always wanted a standing ovation and there you go. You just gave me a standing ovation. So thank you for that. But in all honesty, I'm just kidding. That standing ovation, that was for you because I want to thank you for showing up because that shows that you take action and you want to make a difference in this world. That you want to make a difference in this world by betting on yourself and others. So I have a question for you. Who believes that you will change the world during their lifetime? I want you to let me know in the chat if you believe that you will change the world in your lifetime. Let me know in the comments if you do. Now, if you do, I want to commend you because you are 100% correct. Thank you. Thank you for, for those comments. You're 100% correct. And if you don't, then hopefully what I share will convince you. So all I ask is that you join me for the next few minutes with an open mind, and I'm going to share my three tips to you changing the world. So who can commit to this? Can you commit to this? If you can, I want you to type in the comments your commitment to change the world. I want you to say, I commit to changing the world. Absolutely works for me. Absolutely works for me. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Rick Ornelas, best-selling author, ultimate success coach, and the founder of iSpark Change. And if you're not familiar with iSpark Change, our purpose here is to empower and connect humanity to spread positive change and elevate social impact. Now, we're in the early stages of building the world's first social impact social media platform. You heard that correctly. And our goal is to connect, support, and empower those that are doing positive and impactful work. The type of work that I'm sure a lot of you are part of already today. And so I'm going to want you to pay attention because, and apologies, I'm not sure what is going on with this video, but I'm going to want you to pay attention because, um, if you're not already doing that, then you're gonna learn something today that's gonna to help you for tomorrow. So if that sounds like something you would hear from your parents or a coach, then you're you're right, it is. And you know that's probably accurate because I'm both of those, right? But seriously, I think back to when I was young and if I had the opportunity to learn from parents and coaches, you know, but didn't take it, then, you know, shame on me. Because back when I was young, I was only like when I was in school, I was only focused on finishing, you know, so I could move on to the next phase. I was always in a rush. And, and 
not just perpetually because I was perpetually running late to class, but because I was so focused on the future that I failed to live in the present. Between working 40 hours per week and taking 16 to 18 credits per semester, you know, in college, I felt I didn't have time for the present. I didn't even live at school. I, I, I was, you know, I never got to experience campus life with dorms and roommates and frat parties. I mean, I, I, I rushed through school in four years. I was on academic scholarship and I just wanted to get out and get into the world, right? I thought that that was the next great thing for me. And, and what I realized is that I wasn't doing something that is super important. And that's our first tip, our first component in changing the world. And that is be present in all situations. Don't be in a rush like I was. Take the time to enjoy the moment and squeeze all you can, not just from your time here today, but from every experience. You want to practice being present in all situations. And as I said a minute ago, when I left school, when I left school, that wasn't me. I, I, I took the first job that was offered to me in sales and I just I thought, okay, I'm just, I'm part of, part of the working force now, right? I, I'm, I'm into my life. Was it something enjoyed? Maybe that's arguable. I mean, I worked like over 60 hours a week for little compensation and was the work fulfilling? No, you know, at least it wasn't at the time, you know, maybe 90% of it wasn't, wasn't fulfilling. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't think so. Um, I didn't think so, but who, when I said 90%, who, who thought about that 10%, right? If you thought about that, I want you to say in the chat, yes. I was thinking about, well, maybe 10% was not so bad. Well, you, my friend, are much smarter than I was as a young man because you have an awareness of the potential that lies within a situation, that silver lining, if you will. And that brings us to the second component in helping you change the world, which is ask yourself questions and don't assume you already know the answer. Because now I'm not talking about the simple yes, no questions that don't push you to learn and grow. Like, do I really like this song that's playing on the radio? Or what's the weather going to be like today? You know, I, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the, the things that push you to learn and grow. Um, because those are the things that are going to make you grow outside your comfort zone. Things like, what's good in this situation? How can I make things better? What type of life can I create for myself? What can I do to make a difference? How can I change the world? And my personal favorite is how would the person I want to be do the thing I'm about to do? What would the person I want to, want to be do in this situation? Because questions like this force your brain to look for solutions. And our brains don't like to have an open loop. When you have an open loop, your brain will seek out how to close the loop. It's like when you get a song stuck in your head, you know, and you and you can't get it out. You, the secret for those of you that don't know what to do is you just play the song till the end and then voila, your brain can move on because it's closed that loop. This is all part of your reticular activating system. And for some of you that have heard, heard about that, which just will reinforce the things that you feed it. So for example, you tell your brain that you need to find good in a situation and it's going to keep looking for that good until it, until you find it. Now, I didn't understand this concept when I was young. You know, it wasn't until a few few years later, like after I had finished college and, and I graduated and then I got married and I was I started a family and my family was growing. That's when I started to learn the power of questions. You see, I had 
we, we had kids very early, right? And it was from my young, from my young daughters that I learned that the power of those questions, because a four-year-old asks an average of 400 questions a day. Okay. And my, my, um, my youngest, uh, my oldest daughter, or, you know, she was four at the time, uh, her name's Ciara. She would ask questions just incessantly. Right. And at the time I didn't realize, but her favorite question was, but why daddy, but why? And that usually came after a dozen questions like, why is the water cold? Or why is the grass green? Or why do I have to go to bed? Or, you know, you get the idea and her incessant question, questioning forced me to think, just think like, what are these things she's asking? You know? And I didn't figure out the power of questions until one rainy Sunday afternoon when we were driving home from a children's birthday party. You see, that's when I rolled my car with my family on board, with my wife and, and two young daughters at the time on board on a Southern California freeway in the rain. And, you know, that was over 20 years ago. And I remember it very, very clear as if it happened yesterday, because see, we had, we had driven down a few hours South from where we live to go to this uh, children's birthday party. And we were coming back on a Sunday afternoon and it was, it was late in the afternoon and we're, we're coming back and we, um, the road, it started to rain. And if you've ever lived in Southern California, you know, the old saying, it never rains in Southern California. Well, it started to rain in, in Southern California and the roads were very slick and and we we um were driving very cautious and we saw people that had pulled off the road that were that were um were afraid to drive in the rain and and you know me being my young and and cocky and arrogant self said oh it's fine you know we can continue on and you know i convinced my wife because uh it was late we had to get the kids home we were still a few hours away from home and you know we wanted to get them home get them to bed and you know it was monday monday morning and you know, all that, it, that that entails. So we continued on, right? And and in my arrogance, right, we, we kept driving on and probably driving faster than I should. And I, uh, all of a sudden, I hit a large puddle and I lose control of the vehicle. And we start spinning out of control. And we were in the slow lane on the freeway and we spin out of control and we spin across four lanes to the left and we're about to hit the center divider. And for some reason, we don't hit the center divider and we spin the other direction. And we spin across four lanes the other way. And we spin all the way off the freeway. We go off the shoulder, up a dirt embankment, and we hit a brick wall and we flip over completely. And we land back on the wheels. And the car uh, is completely totaled. The roof of the vehicle is down, smashed down to our about head level, and the windshield is shattered, and the right side is all smashed, and, and the glass is all broken, and the car is filled with glass and dirt. And miraculously, miraculously, um, we're completely unharmed. And I turn to my wife and check her, and my daughters were sleeping in their car seats in the back, and, and they're they're okay. And I check them and make sure everything's fine. And, and they seem to be okay. And they don't have a scratch on them. And we managed to crawl out the, the driver's side door and get them to the side of the road. And it's still pouring rain. And this elderly couple had pulled over. And, and the lady grabs a blanket and wraps it around my wife, who was clutching my daughters. 
and holding them as tight as she has ever held them and just thanking God that they're okay and they're alive. And I'm talking to the gentleman and he tells me that that's the most incredible thing he's ever witnessed in his life. And that he, he thought for sure that we were, we were killed or, or that we were, um, that we were seriously, you know, were, were seriously injured and we weren't and miraculous. We were, we were okay. And, you know, I, I think, I think God had bigger plans, bigger plans for me and for us because, because we, we weren't killed that day. And, you know, accident report said, you know, the car, they, the way it looked and everything that we should have, you know, something serious should have happened and it didn't. But after they, the accident, I went through an intense period of reflection for months so much so that I started asking myself a lot of those questions that I that I talked about a few minutes ago. Like, how was I living my life? How would the person I want to be do what I'm about to do? That question I gave you earlier. Remember that one? And that period of reflection led me to write what I called a to-do list for every day. And these were things that were important to me, such as being grateful and living in the moment and being present with the ones I love and living like every day is the, is the last day of your life because you never know when it could be. And without that miracle, that could have been the last days of our, of our lives. Yeah, my, my work on earth was not done yet. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. And all these things were so important to me that these things that I wrote, that to-do list became a part of my book that I wrote 20, over 20 years later during the pandemic, 12 hours of heaven, lessons for a better world. And I didn't realize it back during the time of the accident, but it took me that many years of life to learn what my purpose was. See, I wasn't ready to figure out my purpose. I wasn't creating that purpose at that moment in my life. I was too focused on moving on to the next thing being in that rush, not being present as our first point was, right? I was too focused on what's next, what's next, what's next. And so it was then that I, I realized that my purpose was to love and to give and to serve others. And, you know, after that time, I started asking myself, how could I be the best version of myself? And that led me to the final tip that I have for you in helping you change the world. And that is to create purpose in your life. Because I've come to realize that purpose is not some, something that you need to find somewhere along your journey. You know, I, I didn't know that. And so I thought, oh, I, I kept chasing it, right? It's not some pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's actually what you create every day by living as that best version of yourself. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you will live a happy and fulfilled life, not tomorrow, but today and every day. Because lack of purpose fosters depression, it fosters stagnation, it, it, it fosters a lack of growth. And wandering aimlessly exacts a price. I've been there. Trust me, I was there for a long time and I've seen it with others that I coach. People end up staying way too long in careers they hate or they, they stay in an abusive relationship when there's far better things out there, far better partners out there for them. 
And so don't let your spirit be mutated and life sucked out of you just that one little bit at a time. Figure out what lights you up and then stay on that path. And in case I didn't beat that into you, then remember the warning of Proverbs 29, which says, which I think says it best. And it says, where there is no vision, people perish. Okay. And I don't want you all to perish, right? I want you to have that fulfilled and fantastic life. I want you to have a life that is, is purpose on fire every day, right? That is your purpose on fire every day. And if, if you think about it that way, right? If you think about it as, as you are creating the purpose every day, then guess what? That purpose will just become a part of everything that you do. And you're not going to have to search for it. So those three tips are the biggest tips that I can provide you in our short time together. Remember, it's as simple as that. It may not be always be easy to follow this path, but it is simple. And I urge you that for the rest of your time today and in every day, that you practice these three things. Remember, be present in all situations. You got to show up as your true, authentic self. Don't get caught in some of those things that will that catch so many of us. And and there's you know there's terms for a lot of these, but don't get caught in in the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Don't get caught in that you know comparisitis, as I call it, which is a disease of where you're, you're, you're going out there and you're, you're looking at uh, everything that's, that's out there on, on social media and that others are painting out there, or maybe even people that are, that are speaking today. Don't get, don't get caught up caring about what other people, what other people think. And I know that's, that's, that's tough for anyone at any age, but we all go through cycles in life. You know, when you're three or five, you don't care what anyone thinks, right? You're running around naked, you dance, you sing, you're, you're just carefree, right? You could care less, right? Then you hit those preteen years and, and it lasts until you're maybe about 20 and suddenly you're deathly afraid of what everyone thinks. And this was difficult enough when you're that age, but it's 10 times worse for, for younger generations now. I mean, I remember for me, for now, everything is just, you know, always comparing it, thinking about what other people think. And then this feeling of believing all eyes on your, you can linger, you know, and maybe, maybe some of you still have that because it lingers, you know, until you're 40 or even 50. And, and then when you, when you get a little older and luckily I, I realized this at a younger age, but when you get a little older, you realize you're like, nobody was ever looking at me in the first place because they're all, they're all too busy focused on themselves and, and, and worrying, worrying about what they have going on. So, so don't let those, don't let those things, uh, don't let those things grab you and, and hold you because any of those, you know, the comparisitis of perfectionism and imposter syndrome, those things, limiting beliefs that I know you all are probably very familiar with and, you know, that we all deal with. Don't let those things, those things, um, sap you from being present in situations, be a show, uh, show up and be present as your true authentic self. And then number two, remember, ask questions. 
Because as the saying goes, questions are the answer. If you ask yourself those type of questions that we talked about, you know, especially, especially my favorite for any of you that remember my favorite question is how would the person I want to be do what I'm about to, to do? So anytime that I'm about to start something new or um, my, my wife and I, we recently um, started playing pickleball for anyone that, that, <laughs> that plays pickleball. We, we started and I realized I'm a very competitive individual, but I realized I'm not going to be great at it at the get-go. I'm going to suck for a, for a little while, right? I'm not going to be good. And these, you know, these people that are 20 years older than I am or 30 years older than I am are going to be running me all over the court and are going to um and are going to make me look look uh, embarrassed. But it doesn't matter because I know that if the person I want to be is good at pickleball, the person I want to be um, can be competitive and have fun, then I know I'm going to go out with that attitude that serves me in that, in that situation. So ask yourself those types of questions, you know, how can I be the best version of, of myself? How can I be the person that, um, that is going to make the most of this situation? Things like those. And those are going to help drive your behavior. And the third, the third tip, remember, create purpose in your life. So every day is an amazing day. Don't be like me waiting until you find it. You have to go out and create it every day in what you do. If you love to write, create purpose in your writing. If you love to speak, create purpose in your speaking and speak that and speak your truths and speak everything that comes from your heart that is going to help others on their journey. And if you do these three things, along with the belief that you can make a difference, then you will change the world, as I said. Just by being yourself, just by being yourself, you will change the world. And more importantly, you will help so many others on their journey. Because I believe those of us that have lived some life, however old we are, right? It doesn't matter if you're 22 or, or um, 40 or, or 60. All of us have some life experience that we can share with others. And I believe that is, it is our duty in our journey, in our hero's journey that we all go through. I believe it is our duty to go back and bestow what we have learned for others in the service of them, in the service of helping them become better individuals and living a better life and creating that purpose in their lives. So don't wait till you find it. You're not going to find it without creating it. You have to go out and you have to create that purpose every day within your life. And you will have a fantastic life. So in summary, remember, be present in all situations, ask questions, and create purpose in your life. I want to thank you for listening. I want to honor you, as I said at the beginning, because you are here, you have showed up, and that commitment to showing up 
to things like this tells me, just like I said in the beginning, it tells me that you are someone that is striving to change the world. We all have the capability to change the world on a daily basis with our actions and creating that purpose. And so go change a life today, create the world, make it better for our kids and our future grandkids. They will thank you. And I thank you for positively impacting the world. I look forward to supporting you. Thank you for engaging anyway with this I session can. of Thrive. As we continue with our next speaker, remember the insights and strategies shared are steps towards your transformative journey this year. Stay connected for more empowering talks. The Connected Leaders Academy is committed to your ongoing journey of growth and excellence. Remember, this journey is just beginning. Let's keep the momentum going. Join our community at www.connectedleadersacademy.com.